Hey everybody, Vincent here with Camp Kaiju. Just want to give you a little uh, bonus material from our conversation last week about Paul Schrader's 1982 Cat People, which was itself a remake of the 1942 film by the same name. So check out that episode Matt and I did back in October. And then just enjoy a little bit more about the director of the 1982 version, Paul Schrader. He was the writer on Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, various other classics of the 80s, and get uh, Matt Lespleen's insight a little bit on the director's style, his voice, and what he was bringing to Cat People, um, and then enjoy a little a little surprise at the end. All right, thanks, friends. Follow, like, and share Camp Kaiju wherever you do so, and don't forget to check out our partner, BanditsEmporium.com. So, until next time, when we bring you Godzilla vs. Biolante, stay campy. Uh, one of the most daring writers and directors in American here, cinema folks. over the last 50 Camp years, Kaiju. in my opinion. Um, <laughs> indeed. Uh, no, he's, uh, you know, I've been sort of like doing a retrospective of his career recently, and he has so many great movies, both as a writer. He wrote a lot of movies for Martin Scorsese, including Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, The Last Temptation of Christ, Bringing Out the Dead. Um, mm -hmm. All very good yeah. to great movies, I would say, if a little flawed at times. And uh, has directed many of his own movies. Obviously, Cat People is one of them. Uh, Hardcore, uh, Blue Collar, which was his directorial debut. American Gigolo, uh, Affliction from 1998, very critically acclaimed movie. More recently, um, The Card Counter from mm. last year and First Reformed from a couple years ago. Um, so just a really great um, artist who was trying to do original work in American cinema and tell complicated stories, convey flawed characters. Um, yeah, just, just a great writer and director. He has a really interesting backstory. He grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, in a Calvinist family, very strict religious upbringing. And as somebody who is not big into organized religion mm -hmm. myself, I had to do some research into Calvinism. And um, so this particular faith, you know, places a lot of stock on sin, you know, the original sin of Adam and Eve, and how all of humanity basically suffers from that mm -hmm. sin, lives in sin their entire life, and how redemption is, um, if not impossible, then just the constant yeah. work that you have to commit to throughout your entire life. And the reason I bring all this up is because it's a recurring theme throughout almost all of Schrader's work, like sin and redemption, and how various aspects of modern life, sexuality, mm -hmm. money, power, uh, play into that. Um, we see a lot of those themes in Cat People. Um, so, you know, Cat People was pretty early on in his directorial career. He made American Gigolo mm -hmm. right before this with Richard Gere, uh, which is um, a, like a very, again, erotic sexual film, but also very bleak. Uh, it's basically, you know, a depiction of how soulless uh, sex is in modern America. Um, so to go from that to this, another kind of erotic thriller with Nastasi Kinski in the lead role, there's definitely a lot of um, connections and overlap there. Uh, yeah, I could go on and on about Schrader. He's, he kind of had, you know, he's talked about his um, suicidal mm -hmm. thoughts, about drug addiction, various things that he's sort of um, worked through in the past. And I think a lot of these very difficult themes show up in Cat People in pretty messy yeah, and it, sometimes I mean, under the ways. surface, you don't have to dig far to find uh, a very complicated web of themes and symbolism, metaphor, certainly. Um, I, 
I, I guess I, I'm a little film ignorant. Um, I've, obviously, I've seen those Scorsese films you mentioned. I didn't know he was connected to them. I didn't know him really uh, before Cat People. How does Cat People come? I mean, Cat People seems a little uh, different compared to those movies. Like, people aren't talking about Cat People as, you know, an AFI top 100 film of all time. <laughs> So, so what? Right. Why? Why? Definitely not. Why did he do this um, movie? And he didn't write it. Is that correct, Cat People? Um, he did not write it. That is correct. Um, uh, what's the? I think it's Adam Ormsby, Andrew Ormsby. I'm very sorry. I don't remember the screenwriter's name, but he did not write it. You are correct. Um, it, it's a good question. I, I think, you know, his scripts for Taxi Driver, for Raging Bull. Um, and then, of course, Martin Scorsese's direction, which is so visceral and so, you know, really makes the most of the themes in those screenplays. Um, they don't seem like they have a lot of similarities, but I think they really do beneath the surface. I think, you know, in Taxi Driver, we see um, this character who has this guilt, who thinks that American life is rotten, who's suffering to sort of like suppress his worst urges. And he thinks that the only way to do so is through violence. Um, you know, I think in Raging Bull, we kind of see similar things. There's even kind of like an incest sort mm. of subplot or at least implication in Raging Bull. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, they're, they're not similar movies. And I think Taxi Driver and yeah, Raging yeah. Bull are way better than Cat right. People is, but better is kind of a subjective term. Um, I do think that Paul Schrader throughout his entire career is not afraid of offending people. And that's from Taxi Driver to Cat People to The Card Counter to like most of his movies. And I think the central themes of guilt and sin in American life and whether or not you can uh, overcome that. In this yeah. case, in the case of Cat People, it's like sexual urges and like whether or not you should try to suppress that. I, th I do think that's kind of like yeah, a connecting uh, tissue just hearing between, you talk between about all that, of his films. Like, oh, obviously I can, I can see the threads then connecting his you know, a filmmaker, any artist does have a voice, whatever, whatever medium they're working in, their, in, their inherent voice is going to come out through it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that voice is like remarkably consistent throughout most of Schrader's films, even if he kind of mm -hmm. goes from, you know, horror in this case to, you know, sort of bleak drama. And even he has a couple mm -hmm. like dark comedies like Touch from the late 90s, which is not great, but it's really fascinating. Um, uh, Oh, uh, yeah, there's another Nicolas Cage movie recently. that he made recently. Now I can't remember the name of it. Um, somewhat recently. It's like a mobster movie with him, <laughs> Willem Dafoe. I, oh, man. I'm very sorry that I can't remember the name of it. But he does have, like, a wide range of genres that he works in, even though his themes um, do kind of, oh, like, run from one film to the next. Um, it was something about the David Bowie song. It's actually a bit of an earworm. Like, I can't stop. Uh, I can't get it out of my head. It's really good, it's really cheesy. What makes it even better in the context of the film is that it, it the, the song, the movie ends on a still image of a snarling, of the snarling leopard for like two minutes, just like a arr, big face. The entire time we're staring at this leopard, David Bowie is jamming. And it's awesome. It's unsettling. Like, I don't know if the movie's over or not. It's really weird to just stare at a, a still image for that long at the end of a movie. But it, it, if, it was, if, it meant, if it was supposed to make me uncomfortable, it worked.
endless heart that can never mend His tears can never dry Judgment made can never bend See these eyes so green I can 